you can go. All right, well, uh, good luck, G-Webs. Um, but hello, welcome to the Daily Gun Show. We do uh, this like every day, uh, every weekday, and we talk about gun stuff. So we got some hosts. We got G-Webs, who smells fire in Tucson, and he'll be back. Um, he's all right. We got Cycle Camp from Connecticut. I've not been to Connecticut, but I would like to. Welcome, Cycle Camp. Hi there, and I smelled fire earlier tonight too, but then the fire department went away, and then it went away. That's good. Fires are fires are bad. Yeah, uh, it's springing up everywhere. Yeah, dude. Um, all right, we got Woods from the Washington near Mount Rainier. Hey, thanks for the invite. We uh, we we're starting to maybe get some fires over here, and we don't never get that. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, California is pretty bad right now, and I think it's, like, head in, I mean, everywhere is fire. Well, so, they, like, they won't let you target shoot in any public land in Washington State. I've never heard of that in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, they banned it. Because oh, yeah. they don't want you out in the woods uh, catching things on fire. That's a normal, that's normal California shit. Um, and we got, from the great state of Oklahoma, we got gun snob. Snob? Howdy. Hello. I don't smell fire. That's good. Good. All right. So welcome, guys. Uh, today is the Daily Gun Show. Um, what do we got for topics today? Psh, nothing. So, um, yeah. What was this weekend like for you guys? Anything cool happen gun-wise? Anyone buy any guns? Anyone shoot any guns? Anyone clean any guns? What did you do? Uh, cycle. Cycle camp. Anyway, he ran away. Woods? Um, I didn't clean any guns, but I had an interesting conversation with a buddy of mine, and I'll have to give a little background on it. He's, he's pretty liberal, and, you know, like I, I've told you guys before, I used to teach kids with behavior disorders. Now, he's the guy my kids would go to. And we had a really good gun debate, and he didn't get all emotional on me. He actually had some, I thought they were flawed logic, but at least he was using logic, and that was kind of interesting. It was kind of a good little, like, you know, I've been studying how to better our arguments, and uh, I think I learned a lot. He actually used um, the statistics to say that, you know, maybe you guys should have all your ARs, and even said you could have fully automatic rifles. But maybe we should ban handguns and then make them really hard to get. It, you know, you'd have to do a lot of training to get them because then you'd still be able to fight tyranny, but you'd still have your uh, ability to defend yourself. But guns would be very hard to get. So when the bad guys have guns, they go to jail for guns. It's flawed, but at least it wasn't just, you know, uh, kids are dying. We should do something. Yeah, I mean, it's always good when someone is effective. 
And at the end, at the end, I thanked him for the good debate and we're still friends and people believe other things. But I did like the fact that I finally had a liberal that wasn't just doing their talking points. He was saying a lot of liberal talking points were really stupid, but at least he looked into actual research. He was quoting the 2015, um, you know, FBI statistics. So he was actually using the same statistics said, you know, rifles aren't really a problem, but handguns clearly, clearly are. And I think there's some legitimacy in what he said. I mean, clearly banning him wasn't going to do anything, but at least he wasn't just coming from emotion. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, has he ever shot a gun before? Yeah, he shot guns with me. Did he like it? He did, but he's still in the... It's funny because he's got one of those... Uh, what he's got the old uh, Colt uh, 1903 that his dad gave him. That's the only gun that's in, in his house. And he's not all that. He's one of those guys that isn't that worried about it. He kind of believes that the cops will come and save him and all that. And I love the guy. I absolutely adore him. And he can live in whatever world he wants to live in. That's his choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's how it goes. All right. Uh, snob. How about you? Um, didn't do much this weekend. Oh, I finally talked my wife into she's gonna go take her concealed carry class. So she actually went out last or yeah, Saturday night, I guess, and shot quite a bit out back. So I was happy about that. Oh, sweet. And then, cycle, what about you? On Friday, during the discussion, we were talking about the uh, the uh, 3D gun ban and all that. And I talked about my brother in law who made a, a wooden lower for his AR pistol. And I spoke to him over the weekend and he actually put up a video uh, talking about it. And I put the video up. I mean, he put it on his YouTube. I put it up on my YouTube and I also put it up on gun channels. So I thought that was cool. Wait, and, then, yes. and then Saturday, Saturday, I went to a uh, barbecue uh, that was a fundraiser for candidates that were supporting, you know, here for the, the uh, midterm elections. So I was doing my candidate thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's always good to put in your service. I'll be doing that. I often uh, I often volunteer in my community politically um, when the elections pop up. So I'll be doing that too, closer to November. Um, I didn't really do anything that I remember <clears throat> this weekend. Um, yeah. Did they tell? Um, did they tell you you had fun or what? Um, no, I I think I just like zoned out and I ran like some errands, you know, laundry, cleaning. I mean that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, kind of like stuff. A, like a catch up day. Yeah, I guess life catch up day or weekend or whatever. Ozzy in the Gun Channels chat, which is really the only good chat. Uh, put a thing in said he put 50 rounds through his new star BM and Ozzy and I both bought star BMs from classic. I haven't had a chance to run mine. So Ozzy, I'd be very interesting in hearing how that shot. Uh, were you really impressed? I hope you were. So that oh, would be great. Yeah. That'd be cool to hear about. Yeah. I have to have, I have to wait for the delay. Cause I know there's a delay, you know, there's a 10 or 15 second delay between us and totally. what people hear for the chat and all that. But Yeah. Well, I mean, all right, so I kind of have an idea for a topic, so we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll go back to see what Ozzy says about his star. Um, all right, so if you had to pick 
three guns that were mm. your dream guns to shoot. Not to own. You couldn't own them for whatever reason. But you would be able to shoot them. So you'd have a, you know, a, a dream session where you get all this ammo for free and you get to shoot three of your dream guns. What guns would you pick? So uh, we'll start with Snob this time. I'll get unmuted here in a second. Um, I want to shoot a 20 millimeter Gatling gun. That sounds pretty fun. Okay, so that's your number one. So what else? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Glock 18, just because. And hmm, just a regular Gatling gun. Let's go with that. All right, cool. Uh, Woods? Three dream shoots. I'm going to parrot uh, Gunsnob's uh, Glock 18. And then I'm going to go with the uh, old classic Colt Army. Okay. And then uh, forgot the brand, but the Street Sweeper shotguns because I'm all about shotguns. Mm. Oh, good picks. All right, Cycle? I, uh, I hate to say it. I have so many guns that I think all the stuff I want to shoot would be on the NFA list except one. I would really like to shoot a 50 at like a thousand yards. Oh, geez. You know, and I, and I've never shot a Creedmoor and I'd really, I, I, it's just that long distance shooting. Cause my, my, in my club, a hundred yards is it. And I would love to try, you know, f you know, with somebody else's gun that has a really good gun. I would really like to try some long distance shooting, you know, 500 yards or, or more. And I, I think that would be a really cool way to spend an afternoon. And then, I, and then on top of that, I think I think I'd really like to shoot a Madus. That's a good pick. And maybe like at a Toyota Tercel or something like that, you know, just just for fun. Like loaded with Tannerite. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like incredibly awesome. I have to figure out how to wangle myself an invitation to the. Uh, to the Iraq veteran, uh, you know, machine gun shoot there. That would be great. Or you could just go to Big Sandy where uh, spectatorship is encouraged. And if you hang out with people and you're cool, then a lot of times they'll let you pull triggers on their personal guns. Yeah, maybe we ought to make that a how, – how often do they do that? Twice a year. Just about, uh, if, you know, uh, Knob Creek will be at the beginning of the month and then Big Sandy is at the end of the month. I think it's March and October. Ah. Well, that that might be a uh, try to get people together thing. I I really enjoyed uh, when we went to Tulsa and and the guy with you know they had the guy that had the the keys to the Honestly, to the NFA stuff. Oh, that was so much fun. That was kind of the most hands-on you're gonna get, unless you have somebody who just owns the stuff and brings it out, so you literally just shoot it as much as you want. That's about as much shooting as you're gonna be able to get. The next most would be Big Sandy, at least as far as I'm familiar with. Because the firing line is just open for you know an hour or whatever, so you can have all kinds of time to just shoot. It might even be open for two hours. I forget. So uh, there's also Knob Creek though, and that's right in the middle of the country, and it's weeks before or after Wanamaker, so it could be like a long trip for somebody or uh, Wanamaker, you know, or Knob Creek. But anyway, but Knob Creek is a lot more spectator. Like there's seats to sit on and stuff. I from what I understand. And you just drive up and stay at a hotel at night where the one in Arizona is your camping, which I don't imagine you'd care too much if it was just all camping. Hmm. 
I'd have to, I, yeah, I'd have to bring the camp trailer with the van. Right on. And then uh, in October in Arizona, so I would imagine kind of mild, you know, winter for you. Not even winter, probably mild fall for you. Probably be good. I like it cold. Yeah. I like I like sleeping in like 40, 50 degree weather, so that's good. Yep, that's the way. All right, G Web, so now that you're back, what are your three dream shoots? I don't know what this is about. What is is this Daily Gun Show or This is Daily Gun Show. You left me in charge, so things went to shit. Are you having a sleepover? What is it now? The top three guns again? Yeah, the three guns, so your three dream guns to shoot. Any ammo, it's all free, it's whatever you pick. And then, and I can also choose a dare? No, there's no dare, it's only truth. Alright, so I would shoot, there's the 1911 that they brought to the trials in the 1905, and whatever that was, 1908, whenever that was. And they had to shoot a thousand rounds through it, and what did it have? Thirty-six malfunctions or something? Or no, it was the Savage that had thirty-six. It had none, and every time it would get sick of, or every time it would get hot, they would just dunk it in cold water. I'd want to shoot that gun. And then whatever Thompson, Thompson's super cool. So I want to own Thompson's personal Thompson. Okay. And, and, Maybe. Yeah, you missed that part. You're not allowed to own them. You just get to shoot them. Yeah, you just have to shoot them. Uh, well, I don't care. I'll hang out with Browning and shoot his 1911 as it's going through its trials. And then I'll hang out with Thompson and shoot his personal Thompson. I don't know. I'd have to pick uh, PKM, the third one. No, just to shoot it. Anybody can shoot a PKM. Uh, electromagnetic rail gun that can shoot over a continent. Yeah. Okay. So mine would be a full auto Thompson in 45. Um, an SVT 40. SVT, yeah, good pick. And what's that German world storm Gavir? You know that Bob owns an SVT, right? Bob does? everybody yeah and if you'd have made it to tulsa we shot a glock 18 at tulsa and the thompson and oh, hold, on. hold on you didn't just shoot a full auto glock that a lot of people will call a glock 18 generically you guys shot an 18 a really yeah. yeah a real one yeah and, and we shot, and we shot the thompson and we shot the two the two where we were laying on the ground because uh, yeah. those are the two that I shot, because I've shot Thompsons before, um, and and that oh god, it was such a hoot. I was I actually wasn't invited to Tulsa. Oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, I'm flying down. I'm flying. It, it, the next time I go, I'm probably going to fly, and uh, you're welcome to split a room with separate beds and everything. You don't have to worry about it. Oh sweet, that'd be awesome. Um, I mean, I probably drive because that's a nice drive from California to Tulsa. Oh, it brings up a good point. Are girls able to shoot full auto? Not legally, but just must no. We are if there if there's male supervision, yes. 
So as long as you guys are there to like supervise, it's fine. Like you have to say it's okay and then watch me because who knows if I can handle it. And yeah, I, I'd use the word kibitz. I wouldn't use the word supervise. <laughs> mansplain and then have that hand behind you, like hovering over your shoulder in case you freak out and turn around, try to spray the whole place down. We got our hand there to stop it. Well, someone will have to like put their hand on my hand to like just make sure. Ah. So, I mean, I'm ready for it. But we'll, uh, we'll try it out. Yeah, there were a lot of people that brought a lot of different kinds of guns with them, and that was that was a lot of fun. We had a good time. The other thing would be to do it on, I guess you'd have to do it on Tuesday, because both that stupid range is closed on Mondays, but to do it after the show so people could shoot whatever they just got. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool, except the problem is when I buy, you know me, I buy these old mill serps, and I got to check them first. I, I got to spend some time to make sure I'm not going to blow my face off. Well, again, it might work if we have to wait Monday then. Yeah. We're out doing that kind of stuff on Monday and sourcing ammo. Anyway, just... All right, so uh, did we get through the room? We got through the room. Um, so now we're moving on to our next topic. But before that, we're picking a member of the day. So I'm going to pick... Gary. Oh, God. We're picking Gary. No, Gary just won. Oh, no, number one, he just went. And number two, I was saying we didn't get Gary over from Ellis's. He's obviously picked Ellis over at Daily Gun Show. Yeah, Aww. well, next time his name comes up, I mean, I'm going to vote it down because of that. So uh, I'm going to pick Flippy for the member of the day. This is is he happened. here? No. Of no. Not. I haven't seen Flippy in a long time. But we're just going to pick well, Flippy. Flippy comes, around. Flippy comes around during the days. Comes out with a uh, and knives and, I don't know, people that are in there. Yeah, probably when I'm still sleeping. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. He doesn't hang out as much as he did in the past. And uh, anyway, so why are you picking Flippy? Why are you trying to suck up to Flippy? I'm picking Flippy because I saw his cute little panda patch. And I don't know. I haven't heard him mentioned in a while, and he's sometimes there on Ben channels hanging out. So we're picking Flippy. So Flippy wins. Right on. So uh, today, on, well, on Mondays, we like to talk about uh, how to do stuff, how to get content online, and that can be everything from coming up with ideas and then figuring out time and ability to do it or maybe collaborating with people and you know working with people to share resources uh, or talents or uh, tools and equipment or whatever it might be. Uh, and sometimes it's talking software or um, techniques about using this different software that we use. We've talked about platforms before. Uh, today before the show we ended up talking, somehow we started talking about monitors. So um, I think that's worthy of discussion. Uh, I think monitors are something that a lot of people don't think too much about because you're given a laptop and it has a monitor, you buy a computer and it has a monitor. 90% of the time you see something, it's got a computer with a monitor. And most of the time they don't put much effort into trying to really get across what your monitor could do if you use it efficiently. And then, of course, uh, I'm always an advocate for having more than one monitor so that you can be more efficient 
completely than any other way. Or I mean, more efficient with a second monitor than you could, could no matter how you're using one monitor. But um, uh, I think it's one of those things, if you haven't experienced it, and maybe other people can chime in on this as we go around, uh, but if you haven't experienced it, I don't think you realize how much more useful a computer can be when you can spread out what you're looking at to more than one place. And uh, it's not a fancy thing. It's nothing really. It's just buying another monitor and plugging it in and then getting familiar with how to tell your com your screen to, um, you know, not, not just put the same thing on both monitors, but to, they call that, you know, spread out to the second one so you can move things over and move it back and forth. But in addition to that, a lot of people do use one monitor, and you guys were talking about ways you know, strategies for utilizing the space. So I figured that might be worth talking about today. And uh, I guess we're talking about PCs here, but if we want to talk about phones and apps and stuff, you know, that's what it's all about. So we can chat a bit about this and see if that helps anybody get better at whatever they're doing. All right, well... Uh... So when I'm at home, I'm using a 13-inch MacBook Pro, which is a one monitor, and it's 13 inches. Um, so I'm doing design and all that stuff on it. And then at work, I have a, I don't know, 27-inch iMac. So I only have one monitor, but I mean, I'm used to it, but I could see two monitors being cool. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's my monitor setup. Do you say Macs? Yeah, I only use Macs. Like I M A X. Like you bought this from the, some guy in, in a truck. No, like Apple computer. Okay, okay. So uh, you've got that giant monitor, though. I've seen it. So you just open up one thing at a time, like an old person that's blind, or you got like you could probably put two or three windows on that giant monitor, no? Um, yeah, well, you saw yeah, how I run Windows in there, so I got my iOS running, usually with Illustrator, and my email, and Safari, and then I have another window with uh, Windows 10, or Windows 8, or Windows whatever, and that's running my printer. So we're going back and forth between Windows and Mac. I mean, it's a big screen, so I got Windows everywhere, but... Yeah, I mean, two monitors would kind of be cool, but I don't have the space. Well, what you got there is just about as big as my two monitors, physically. Oh, my one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty big screen. I mean, it's like, it's a good size. So then, Cycle, what do you got going on? You got your screen sharing here? Yeah, so when I, when I did... Uh, when I worked for a living and I did uh, uh, software development and I did network troubleshooting and shit, I had two monitors and they were fairly good size. They were probably like, you know, 30 inches or so. And, you know, I'd put development tools on one side and monitoring and email and stuff on the other. But like e even today, so, so we're doing, we're doing the show. So I've got the, uh, I've got the Google Hangout in the upper left half of the screen. I've got the Gun Channels uh, screen in back of it. But the important part of that is I've got the, the chat room popped out so I can see the chats. And then on the right side of the screen, I've got the chat 
for YouTube. So I'm kind of looking all the time to see what people are saying and what's going on. And, uh, and that's even, that's just on my lousy Dell laptop that has like a 15 inch, you know, diagonal uh, screen on it. So you can make pretty efficient use of your, uh, of your screen as long as you have one that has a high enough resolution and upstairs in my big, my big computer upstairs, I really don't have the physical space for multiple monitors. Uh, so I have a monitor, but I have a, a high res monitor and I have stuff pretty small so I can put lots of stuff on it at once. And that's, that's pretty much how I do it. What about you snob? What do you got going on? Um, I just got a 26 inch Dell, like all in one thing. So it's a pretty big monitor. I got everything popped out on it all over the place. So it works. Sweet. Woods. I'll have to admit that I open things one at a time, like a little old lady, because me and computers don't get along, but I would love to know how to do more like what cycle camp is doing here. Cause as a teacher, that would be super helpful. I just don't know how to do it. All right, are you watching the screen now? Yeah, absolutely. I'm never afraid to say what I don't know how to do. Yeah, the, the only problem that I, I ever had with this was when freaking Windows changed the way they work. And when you dock, you know, sometimes when you try to dock, move something to the side, it says, oh, you want that to become the whole screen. And, and then you got to go do it again. It drives me nuts. But, like, uh, but other than that, it's okay. So basically... So I've got my, can you see my screen here? I got two monitors. This is one of my monitors and I've got this uh, instance of, what is this, Chrome running with four tabs on it, right? And it's just sitting on my monitor. I'm wiggling it around with my mouse right now. So if I double click up there, you know that that takes up the whole screen, right? Right. So when you do stuff, do you run around with a little portion like this or do you do it with the whole screen like this? Usually the whole screen. Okay, so when you do the whole screen, you end up seeing a lot of dead space, right? You notice that a lot of times there's all this dead space. And that's because when we build stuff for the web, we don't know if somebody's screen is this big or this big or what the hell. So we try to just build it for some kind of random size. And then, you know, you're stuck. When you do it big like this, you're just seeing dead space. So what I'm getting at is you're still only seeing this chat this big. I doubt you're also going up to magnify and then really doing this kind of stuff, like if you really did have vision issues, correct? Uh, yeah, sometimes I do that with the touch screen. Zoom in like that? Yeah, because I'm old and I can't see sometimes. All right, well, that could be an issue for damn sure. But um, what I was getting at is that that chat isn't going to change even if I am full screen. So if I pull it from the top there and you know how to pull it off, like we're saying, to get it loose again or whatever that's called. Absolutely. So now all Cycle did is kind of trim this, you could say, or kind of uh, cut it down to where, you know, it's just showing that piece that he wants. I don't know why I don't got a bottom slider, I guess because I have this thing up. But, uh, and then he crammed it like this somewhere. And then instead of having this on another um, tab like I do, uh, let me get my emails. <clears throat> Instead of having that on a separate uh, tab, you can just find the chat over here or maybe pop it out. Can't you pop it out in YouTube now? And right. That, that, that's exactly what I did. So, so I have a, 
I have a screen of the Daily Gun Show. It's actually a full screen, but I actually put the the, the Hangout on top of it. Oh, okay. So you're kind of layering them as opposed to tying. Yeah, them. I'm layering them, but but the, and they're on the like the left two thirds of the screen, and because the 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 YouTube chat can go so quick. I pop the chat out as a separate window and give it the full height of the screen so I don't miss stuff as it flies by. Right That's really neat. So I just clicked on, like what, what Cycle's talking about, I clicked on the page now, and it just monopolized the whole screen. It took that popover away. So you understand how to go down here and see what y'all you got running? Yes. Are you familiar with the holding down the alt key, which is the key next to the space bar and then hitting the tab at the same time? No. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So I'm going to try to, I have to go the other way, I guess. So I'm going to bear with me. I have to flip over to the other monitor to, to share the other monitor because it's Windows default thing. It's only going to happen. on. Yeah. Screen. Windows is weird that way. Okay, so when I hold down the my with my thumb, if you left, if you're whatever, you hold down your thumb on the Alt key and then use your other finger to hit the tab. You're gonna get this little window that pops up in the middle of my screen. There, do you see that? Yes. All right, that is the same stuff that's down here. Right, it's just that it's gonna let me tab through what's what's going on. So. Uh, if I had a bunch of windows up and they were all stacked and I lost one of them, I can just alt and then tab to the one I need. So that's one way when I, I was just going to tell you that little tip for one monitor uh, when you lose. Like I lost that pop-up. Where the hell did that damn pop-up go? I can look down here and it'll say YouTube live chat pop-up. So I brought it back. So all Cycle's doing is pitch in this window because he doesn't need it. And, well, we're in this chat, so where's the Daily Gun Show? So there's the Daily Gun Show. He pops this one open so you can use it because this is the one that's working now over on Gun Channels. And then he's looking for that little pop-up and sticking it right there. So now on his screen, he's got both of those together. And if he really wanted, he could. Where is my hangout? Well, the other thing I do is Windows gives you the opportunity if you have multiple windows of the same program that, that he stacks them all in the same thing on the bottom of the screen. I don't do that. I tell him, give me a separate tab for everything I'm doing if it's, if it's a unique window. So I just run across the bottom of the screen and tap them and the order. So, so like here's the background for Daily Gun, the Daily Gun Show. And you'll notice I've got a like a Yankee Marshall or something on a separate tab there, but I don't care. But th there's a Daily Gun Show tab, and then on um, next to it is the YouTube pop. But the Google Hangout just drops right on top of it, and I just size it so I can see as much of the chat as I can. And I get away with that because I've got the buttons on the bottom of the screen. And if I like, like say I let's say I type something in the chat room, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to lose the Google Hangout, but that's okay because I just go to the bottom of the screen, tap the Google Hangout, and it comes in on top again. It's very quick and easy. That's really helpful. I appreciate that. And then I want to get rid of it. So the hardest part is getting is getting the the, the room to. I think I just had it locked on cycle all the whole time. I was showing stuff, so it wasn't very useful for everybody out there, but. At least they understand there's some of the concepts there, and if you don't, 
you're not going to learn from this podcast probably anyway. If you now you know that the what kind of stuff can be done, you can go pursue uh, you know how to step through it on uh, tutorial videos. I'm sure there's tons of them out there. I've thought about getting two screens, like you said, because that would be helpful at work. Because a lot of times I'm trying to take data that I'm looking at, like kids' test scores or something, that I have to put in something else, and it's a pain in the ass to go back and forth. Yeah, Alt Tab is your friend, and if you're on the Macintosh, it is Apple uh, Tab. No, I'm a. Uh, they gave command. me a command. Command. Yep. Sorry. Get it right. Apple's a different key. Apple's like the Windows key. No, the Apple was uh, on the command key, but they took it away. Oh, all right. Now it's the little hashtag with it has loopy things in it. Makes it look like a flower. Yeah, loopy, like loopy hashtag. Yeah. Command symbol. I was just thrilled last week when I discovered you could pop out the YouTube chat. I okay. just learned that. Talking about. I just yeah, learned the, that when G did it. And the other thing is to remember to change it to top chat. From top chat, live chat, you mean? Yeah, yeah, live chat, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it stays in order in the exact order that people send it through. And it shows them all. Otherwise, it only shows like the ones they think. Yeah, that, yep. yeah I learned that a long time ago, but the pop-out thing I just learned like last week, so I was really happy. Yeah, so I, I bring I, I go to the gun channels page, I pop out the wind the YouTube as a new window, then I click thumbs up because you gotta click thumbs up because you don't want to be stealing people's content. And then I pop out the chat and then I get rid of the other window entirely because all I'm interested in is the chat. And that works pretty good. You can yeah, close the browser window, in other words, and the chat just stays open. Okay. The only danger there is if it closes, you got to go find the browser window again and then open it. Big, big deal. Oh, am I gone? No. Oh, you're, here. you're there. Yeah, and if your computer illiterate like me, you accidentally hit that X button on your chat and have to go hunt it down all the time again. So then you guys know, well, what browsers are you using? Let me ask that. I use Chrome. Yeah, Chrome. Yeah, Chrome. Chrome and probably others, but uh, so let's say Chrome, I can go to these three little dots and click history and it's going to give me what I've been doing. So like earlier I was looking at clip art with, for guns and it'll take me back to whatever page I had, you know, clicked the X on. I want the X on. So now if I want to get back to anything, you know, recently, I can just dig in here and grab it. that's more of a browser thing than a Windows thing, but I think sometimes it's, uh, you know, knowing how to navigate can make your experience. Where was that? I'm trying to find it on my... That was super helpful, G. I don't know where the... Uh... The three dots are next to the... Uh, after the URL bar, at the end of the URL bar, you got the camera and the star, and right next to them is the three dots. It's where you go to do find and edit and all that other crap. Uh... It might different on a Macintosh, though. It might be on the other I side. found it, yeah. And when you go to history? Yeah, history. Uh, all right. 
Where did I think now, that? You can also turn that off. You can tell your browser to turn off all kinds of things so that it's not archiving it so that you don't, if you've got limited hard drive space and you just don't want massive temporary files being created by your browser, you can tell it not to record everywhere you go. So then you wouldn't have that available to you. So everything that a software can do for you comes at a cost. The fact that I've got 10 web pages there means that it's remembering 10 web pages. It's probably remembering a hell of a lot more than that. But um, so sometimes if you are watching somebody's tip or a trick or something like that, you find that it's not there. It might just be that it's toggled off. Somebody turned it off to you know give you some privacy or to save hard drive space. Sure. All right. All right, so that was that. Next, we're going to, I'll just keep screen sharing. Uh, one of the things that we've been neglecting on Mondays for a long time now is the events. And that's one of the other big things for Mondays. I don't like doing events on Fridays anymore, or at least we stopped doing events on Fridays early on in the show uh, because it's too soon to the end, you know, to when the event's happening. You can't really plan for it. So we try to t talk about events on Monday. And uh, I guess it's before people, I guess, you know, this time of the week, I guess we're figuring it's before people are like actually making plans. So hopefully uh, you can use this uh, events thing over here and um, you know, by putting stuff in there. And then when we talk about it like this, it can get more use. So anyway, we're talking about the events. It's a portion of the gun channel. So when you're logged in, scroll down and you'll find them on the left over here or on any page that you might be on, there's a consistent uh, menu at the top and events is one of the items in the menu. And it'll give you that same list of uh, upcoming events. So let's just go through a couple of them. We got this Buffalo Bill uh, shootout up in Cody that's coming up this week. Uh, it's their 25th annual, so that, that's kind of cool. Uh, looks like uh, Cycle posted a couple of things from the Connecticut Citizens Defense League. You got a picnic. And then what's this poker run? That's a fundraising event. Uh, the poker run is when you go in a vehicle and you have, usually it's uh, motorcycles, but we allow anything. And um, you go to different places and every place you go, you pick a card from a deck and they record what you get. And at the end of the day, who the people with the best poker hands win prizes. So, so it's, it starts off with a nice ride and stopping a bunch of places. And then we, we meet at a place that has a band and a bar and a, and a big, big barbecue, you know, lunch type thing and all that stuff. So, so this it's, has nothing to do with who's first or second or placement or anything? No, it has to do with which, who gets the best poker hand. That's interesting. So oh, that we could do that with uh, events throughout the year. We could start with a deck of cards, and then whoever shows up for the first Gun Channels event, they all pull some, right? And then the deck gets sent to wherever the next event's going to be. Everybody pulls a card, right? And then at the end, yeah, of the they use sep they use separate decks and all that for everybody. So you could get you could get like five aces of spades, but we don't care as long as it's a good hand. We don't care. Oh, I see. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that finicky. Everybody could just pick a card out of their own deck of cards. And then no matter what event they're at, everybody's got a deck of cards. So, yeah, that'd be cool. You don't keep the card. You just say shuffle the deck. You pick a card. Yeah. And then the deck goes back. And then the next guy comes up. They shuffle the deck. That, that guy picks a card. And just, what they do is they, they, keep a, they, keep a, they keep a sheet that says at stop number one, I got this card. At stop number two, I got that card. 
Cool. So, um, what kind of distance are you talking about? The one day drive, right? Well, it, yeah, it's only like a couple of hours to hit all the different stations. Because you, you know, it's five. It's usually it's usually five card, like like a poker hand. So it's it's uh, you know you only stop five places, and if and you don't have to do it if you don't want to. You can skip and go to the. Uh, you can skip and go to the uh, uh, right, right to the venue. You know where the dancing and the and the and the raffle and the price. You know, there's there's usually a raffle. There's they usually sell merchandise there. You know, there's something to eat. There's usually stuff to drink. You know, it's a pretty good deal. Of course, I've never done it because they always do it where I, you know, when I'm away on vacation and stuff. But that's the way it goes. Same thing this year. Right on. Well, thanks for plugging it anyway. That's what it's all about. And you've had these up here for a while. So what that's doing is whenever the internet, well, Google, I don't even know anymore. It used to be twice a day. They would go look at the internet and see what's up. And seeing these things plugged in, you know, like the big circuitry on the backside of the internet, seeing these plugged in over there was giving them a little bit extra um, tether, a little bit more web you know, a little bit more uh, connectivity out there. So it's been helping them for probably months. Actually, he's been up there for a while. Uh, so you can put stuff in here up to years in advance. Feel free. Don't spam the place. But uh, it's all about Second Amendment uh, events. So thanks for taking advantage of the tool. And hopefully it's, you know, if one person over the six months, you, you know, you posted these, let's say, four months ago or something, if one person has uh, been aware of the, uh, Connecticut Citizens Defense League because of it. Yep. It worked, right? doesn't even matter if they went to this event. They learned about the, the uh, place. Yeah, and I just added a new one because I, I noticed that we don't have anything for the primary elections on Tuesday the 14th. So I just added a new one. Oh, okay, right now. So I'll refresh. Yep. So then uh, we got the poker one. We got the bull pub shoot coming up in September. Uh, that's up in Illinois. I checked that out last year on the tour. Uh, it's pretty cool. Then you got the Gun Rights Policy Conference coming up in September 21st. Uh, that'll be in Chicago. Uh, that's where the gun rights uh, organizations, national and local levels, get together once a year. Second Amendment Foundation brings them together. This is like their 34th year or something, or more maybe. And uh, it's an excellent event, highly worth going. Uh, and if you are going to spend money on Second Amendment organizations and you're skeptical, what am I spending this money for? Well, don't fucking spend it. Spend it getting your ass to Chicago in September and uh, check out the actual human beings that run those organizations. They'll be in the same room. And you can go sit there and listen to them for two, three days if you go to the media workshop that's on Friday that they just started doing last year. And, uh, and talk to these people. Look them in the eye, shake their hand, and find out if it's worth spending your time and your resources and recommending to your friends that, you know, to, to work with these people. And uh, I think you'll get something back in return. You'll, you'll see who these people are, and you'll be giving them something by having asses in those seats. It's got to be frustrating for these people to go to these events every year and see Saturday it be kind of two-thirds full, and then Sunday it's like a third full, it's like empty. So uh, they only do this once a year. And I, 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 obviously, it's difficult to get to some place uh, like this and you know, having to travel. But for crying out loud, people travel to the most stupid shit. Uh, this is something that's useful and valuable. So anyway, I put it in the thing. I do videos about it. I do as much as I can. Hopefully, I'll be able to get there, too. Then we got uh, the Southeast. 
Hmm. What is this? Outdoor Press Association. So I learned about this as I was doing some of the 2A research. Uh, this is sort of like uh, NSSF, but it's more for the press. So for outdoor press, I think they cover fishing and archery and camping. I don't know. But uh, definitely outdoor sports related and uh, um, resources for the journalist or the people in the media. So uh, press credentials are available from them, and I guess they do this conference. I just learned about it months ago, but uh, I wish I was on the road because I'd really like to check that out, and that could be neat. So if anybody's over somewhere out east, so, so if someone's out southeast, it's like in North Carolina or someplace, um, check it out. It'd be great to find out more about it. We've got the Knob Creek machine gun shoot. We talked a little bit about that. It's one of the two public um machine gun shoots i guess is the best way to say it you can go there as a, a spectator and watch a whole bunch of people shoot their own private property uh usually all afternoon and then all evening uh into i don't know big mountain or big hill what's going on behind me um anyway the knob creek one like i was saying is in the middle of the country and i think it's a little bit easier to park at so if it's something that you're interested in taking people to, it's probably a better spectator event. This is the National Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers, which is sort of like SHOT Show, but it happens earlier, uh, well, prior to the Christmas season. So this is, um, well, it's guns and outdoor stuff. It's not so much of the rest of the industry from SHOT Show. So it's mostly just the, the outdoor gear. I'm surprised only Gun Blast ever goes to it. It's... Uh, it's basically all the meat from SHOT Show. So if you're creating content, it travels around unlike SHOT Show, and it's probably more thirsty for media than SHOT Show. So uh, check that out. I think it's in, I don't know where it is this year. I forget. But it travels around. It's usually in the Midwest somewhere. Then you got the Big Sandy. That's another machine gun shoot. We talked about that earlier. Uh, that one's a little bit more remote, so it's tougher to get to, and you have to camp out there. Outdoor retailer is up in Utah. If uh, Dead Horse is here, we could ask him if he's ever been to it. But it's uh, it's it's a lot like Shot Show also, but for sporting goods stores. So there's less firearms, all the knives and all the boots and all the um, tools and and clothing and stuff like that is there. But none of the gun safes and none of the um, firearms or ammunition. We got Wanamaker coming up in November. Um, cycle, you don't think you're going to this one? I think you ran away. I just had to quit talking. Is I'm sorry, I'm, I'm yakking away and I was muted again. Um, uh, yes, I, I don't think I'll make November, but I do hope to make April again. Though I'd rather make November if I can do it. It's just a, it's just a really a question of finances and time. Is April the one that everyone goes to, or is November the one? So far, people have only gone to three, so it's not quite an event. And the April one has been the largest so far, but that doesn't mean a November one won't be bigger. But yeah. I expect it won't, because November tenth. Most people are about to have Thanksgiving, right? A lot of you people like Thanksgiving. So I suspect uh, nobody's going to want to go travel and make a big weekend of it, spending money 
right before Thanksgiving. April's more fun because you're coming off of winter time. You know, you have the shitty month of March, and you just want to get out and go someplace. Yeah, a lot of the people from up north were happy to get out of the weather, right? Yeah. At least that was what you thought was going to happen. Well, I'll be at both of them. Well, I know. <laughs> if, if I go to April, I'll probably fly in and rent a car. I won't. I won't be driving this time. Why you didn't like? like I'm sorry, no, November. Well, it's it's like 27 hours. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, hardly worth it. Um. All right. Well, so then that takes us to the Star Show. That is a um, uh, pretty large gun show. It's one of the largest gun shows this side of Tulsa, and uh, it happens every year at the Phoenix. Uh, at the Arizona Fairgrounds in Phoenix, and it's in conjunction with the SAR, Small Arms Review Magazine. So uh, it's a NFA-focused uh, large gun show. Happens every year at the beginning of December. Uh, it's worth checking out if you happen to be in Vegas or California, maybe, or Phoenix for sure. Um, even if you're in Albuquerque, I think it's worth driving over. I know quite a few people from Albuquerque that go to, to attend it every year. It's, it's big enough to drive that far. Uh, you got SHOT Show coming up in 2019, and then we got a whole bunch of other stuff coming up in 2019. So you can see this, the calendar goes out of quite a ways, and we've got quite a few large type of events in here, but Cycle is using it for local stuff. Feel free to. Uh, if you've got a project you're working on, um, feel free to put that in there. Uh, Ghost could be posting his uh, drills of the month in here, you know, reminders or something like that. Uh, it is, uh, what do they call this? It is uh, showing up, you know, it does show up here on the front page. So if someone's scrolling down, they are going to see it over here. Uh, I suspect some people go in and look at it once in a while to see if something new has been added, uh, like the primaries. Thanks. So uh, that's our events area. It's free for anybody that wants to use it. Any member of Gun Channels can just go to events over here, click on create a new event, give it a name, give it some description, as much or as little as you want. Pick a date and a time for it if it's appropriate. Well, the date's necessary, but, you know, the time if it's appropriate. Put as much information as you want about the host and who's doing it, where. Uh, then uh, you can post a picture if you've got it. If you don't have a picture, you know, like, um, like uh, that. Well, let's use this one, this uh, primaries one. We don't have a picture for that. Well, let's say it was this family picnic. That one's a little easier. Did you grab this family picnic picture? So I'm guessing he went to the event. The cycle? Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, they put that up. Uh, I got that because they put it up on uh, Facebook. Yeah. So, so I they was able to snap a copy of it and put the link in. That's all I was going to do is go to their website and then let's say they got, you know, you say uh, copy image address or just right click and download it, uh, save it on your yeah, computer. Not hard. Yeah. And then save it and then, you know, grab it, shove it up there and then uh, go to category. So we have some gun ish related categories. If there's something in there that we're missing, let me know. You can always add it. And, uh, you can make it private, I guess, but it doesn't matter. You can just leave it like it is. And then when you click save, it's added to the calendar. So uh, that's how you uh, add one if you want to do it. John's asking for a link. 
Oh, John's saying he'll ride with you again. All right, well, um, what should we move on to now? History? Go, let's do gun, well, yeah, history, I guess. Well, no, let's do gun shop of the day and make Snob do it, and then that way it gives us time to read the history. There you go. <laughs> you think I'm prepared for this? That well, more prepared than we are for looking at the history. Okay, 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 I'll find one. Let's do Fat Boy Tactical in Bixby. Just outside of Tulsa. Hold on. All right, what day are we doing? Are we doing the 6th or the 7th? The 6th, because today is the 6th. All right. Well, that's what I thought. And then before it was no second day, whatever. All right. You're always a day off. I'm, it doesn't matter. I got, I'm on the 6th. I got a lot of good stuff. So as soon as you catch up, because who comes to class unprepared? Um, hey, I'm prepared now. All right, well, let's take it away. Okay, so Fat Boy Tactical. It's in big speed. It's mainly a lot of ARs. He's a class 7 FFL. Real nice guy. I think it's just the one guy in there. You know, right here on his main page, he says, we stand for the right to bear arms. A lot of AR parts and stuff like that, but pretty cheap parts. He's got some rifle kits that are, I don't remember, real cheap. I put one of them in the gear thing the other day on there. Yeah, three twenty nine for a whole rifle kit minus the lower. So, pretty neat little shop. It's pretty small, but pretty nice. And this about, is where again? Tulsa? It's basically Tulsa. It's all connected. It's a suburb of Tulsa, Bixby. Bixby. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's why we do this to talk about gun shows because or gun shops because they're out there and they're uh, you know they need support. So stop yeah. into your local shop or send us an email to I don't know what the email address is, but you will tell you and suggest a local gun shop in your area, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, and this guy ships to all 50 states, too. So, got a pretty good online store. Sweet. All right, so you ready for the history? G? Webs? Yeah, there's not really that much. So, so because G Webs is behind, we're going to do the sixth, right? We're doing the sixth, so <laughs> I'll start off. We live in the, future, in the present. And not no, the, the seventh, I mean. What what the hell day is today? We're doing the sixth. We're doing the sixth. Today is August sixth. Okay. All right. So I think the best one for the day is 1945. Americans drop the Thomas bomb on Hiroshima. Was that uh, the big guy or the little guy? That's the big one, right? But do we call it Hiroshima? Hiroshima? It's Hiroshima. Hiroshima is that? Hiroshima. I mean, and if you ever get a chance, read the book. The one about the little girl and the origami? Uh, the one by the guy who wrote The Sun Also Rises. Oh. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. It's oh. like required reading in, in the eighth grade, but but it's a, it's an excellent... Uh, John uh, uh, Stein... Shit. 
I can't remember his last name. It begins with an S, I think. John Steinbeck. Steinbeck. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I don't know. In, 18, in 1787, the Philadelphia delegates to the Constitutional Convention began debating the first complete draft of the proposed Constitution of the United States. Um, 1942, Isaac Hayes is born. Is he the one that sings Let's Get It On? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's not. Is he? Is that Barry White? I thought that was Barry White. Yeah. Isaac Hayes is good, though. He's Yeah, he's good. He became an excellent producer, but no guns. Isaac okay. Hayes is Shaft. Yes. Shaft. Thank you. Uh... 1914, Serbia declared war on Germany and Austria declares war on Russia. Oh, what was that, 1914? Yes, ma'am. Oh, the yeah. Great War. That was, uh, yeah, that all sucked. 1971, first U.S. Army troops deployed to Vietnam stand down for withdrawal. So that's probably a good day. Um... Oh, it was a little one. Hiroshima was a little boy. Oh, was it? Wasn't, it? it wasn't Fat Man. It was a little boy. Oh, well, excuse me. Yeah, Nola Gay. Nola Gay. Um, 1902, Dutch Schultz is born. Baseball guy? No, wasn't he like a prohibition criminal? Like a gangster, a booze gangster. Oh, sick him up, wise guy. Like one of those. <laughs> um, 2012, the Curiosity rover landed on Mars. Oh, Mars. 1997, planes crash in Guam jungle. Korean Air Flight 801. 19. Is that what it was? Yep. Killed 228 of 254 people. In 1991, Tim Berners-Lee releases files describing his idea for the World Wide Web. WWW de de debuts as a publicly available service on the Internet. Now here we are. And now here we are. So he was like the big granddaddy of all of us and putting out information out there and sticking it to the man and screwing the mainstream media. What a guy. First known, case, first known case of robot homicide occurred in 1981 when a robotic arm crushed a Kawasaki factory worker. Oh, I like that. No. What was the one that Psycho Camp said? In 1991... Tim Berners-Lee releases files describing his idea for the World Wide Web. Oh. WWW debuts as a publicly available service on the internet. Okay. Because up to then, it was still like ARPA and DARPA and all that crap. It was still local. It wasn't, it wasn't worldwide. Keep the goodies for yourself. Don't let all those other people have it. Well, there was, it was people 
were you could log, you could you could connect to another computer, but the other computer had to be on. So there was no concept of leaving things on. I guess large companies. Well, you probably were more aware of that than most people. Large companies. Yeah. Guys, did you have at the beginning? You just didn't have phone lines open with monitors or modems listening. You had. Oh to, hell no! Yeah. It cost money to have the phone lines on, and a lot of times it was long distance. Right, that was the whole point. So you'd, you'd go over there and turn, there'd be human beings calling each other or making some kind of prearranged just, you know, thing, but you'd do stuff, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we did it, but it's a private network. Well, your own you know. hardwired between things. But, yeah, um, hard, we had a hardwired private network, yeah. But then this was the idea that in 91, because, okay, so I guess I'm trying to think in like the late 80s when I was using whatever you'd call the internet, it was like, a computer that had a modem would connect to a thing like you would buy software and it would go to it and then you right. buy you had software. to go to AOL or you had to go to oh this was before know. AOL 91 this would have been um the it would have been booking flights it might have been aside from individual well, saber yeah but it would have been very few applications for like quote unquote regular people it was mostly like you say uh people working remotely to their to their offices there was just no public stuff to do but then you started to see like i say you could make appointments for stuff you could bypass a travel agent um different services started to come online or whatever and i guess in 91 that early this guy's like hey what if since all these computers are on anyway what if we just made a way that they could talk to each other i guess right that's pretty much what it was they all talk the same language and they're on then you don't need an AOL or somebody else to do the like the transfer of data. Like it'll just happen. Yeah, you didn't need a hosting service, or you know, well, they didn't call it that back then. But yeah, it's hard to say. But basically, they just created a way for it's like Morris code. Uh, it it it's so hard to talk about that now because because it was it was like the Stone Age, you know. I mean, it's, you know, when, when I used to tell people about I had I had an ARPANET running locally in my house and I used to have a FIDO bulletin board and, you know, we did message networking and stuff like that. And people look at me like I'm, you know, crazy. You know, why, why would you do that? Well, it would be like we had uh, a giant, um, what would I think, like a mall. Like if there was a mall without any stores, they still had all the storefronts and the, the mall was there and the hallways and the air conditioning and the plants and stuff. But... There's no people and there's no stores. There's nobody in the stores. So that was a way for people to say, hey, wait a minute, we've got a lot of potential here. Let's start giving these little rooms addresses so that people can figure out where they are and send stuff and they claim them and people can find them and, you know, they can set up shop and they can do stuff here. They can meet people. You know, they started, anyway, it's kind of neat. That's uh, this is mostly military stuff. Yeah, I mean, back in the 80s, I was just stealing computer time from universities. Yeah, the only thing I did online is look over people's shoulder and watch them, like, like say, they'd order, like, plane ticket for work or whatever and not have to go to the travel agent. I was like, wow. like war games or whatever. Uh, and then I guess there was bulletin boards, right? You could. Yeah, I, I, ran a, I ran a FIDO bulletin board when I was younger. And people would basically just log in and kind of like a forum, sort of, kind of like Reddit. Yeah, but it was like one at a time because it only had one modem and one phone line. But people could also send email to it, and then on a regular basis, it would call another node and dump its data 
you know, it was it was sort of like a web, like like the web uh, ham stuff they're talking about now, where they you had this whole group and all the different uh, phytos figured out where each other was, and they figured out where you had to go if you want to get the message from A to B. They knew who you had to call next in the chain to get to pass that message along. Very primitive. It was cool. I go, yeah, I go way back. Oof. That's crazy. I only remember like dial-up modem sound internet. Be dong, be dong. Yeah, for the fast stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't not talk about this one. I'm not an expert on it. It was a seal thing, but it was uh, August 6, 2011. Was extortion one seven. So that was um, uh, a Chinook helicopter was transporting people in Afghanistan, and two fuckers shot a. Uh, well, they think shot. Uh, missiles at it, it dropped the helicopter. 30 of our people were, well, 30 people were killed. 15 SEALs. It happened to be the SEAL team that took out. Uh, it was the same unit designation. It wasn't the same uh, people, though. Yeah. Oh, it was the same people. Or wait, no, it was it says, the same unit, but not the same exact people. Right. Okay. Uh, but, anyways, 15 SEALs. That's, that's horrible. Uh, oh. 17 or seven. Afghani commandos, uh, five Navy special warfare support. That's EOD, uh, the dog handler, uh, uh, te uh, language tech, uh, three Army reserve personnel from Seventh uh, Aviation, uh, which is this special special ops aviation, hardcore aviation guys. Uh, two Navy SEALs from West Coast. Two Army personnel from some more uh, from Colorado, some of the aviation guys from Colorado. Two Air Force pararescue. Uh, one Air Force combat controller, very elite. Uh, an Afghan civilian interpreter, and then a military dog, a working dog. So it was the greatest loss of military lives in a single incident at that point. Um, so anyway, that, that was horrible. And little extra piece to it is that these two fuckers were overheard on radios bragging about it so our signals intelligence found them uh and on the night of august 8th <clears throat> so two days later an f-16 dropped four j dams on them uh, <laughs> in the that they were in uh then they subsequently uh were able to uh positively positively confirm the kill because they also went in with an AC-130 gunship and two Apaches to uh, make sure everything was taken care of. Yeah, I want to change my vote. If I had, if if I could shoot any gun I wanted to shoot, I would love to shoot a gun out of a helicopter. Maybe one of those, uh, the ones with all the barrels that spin around and all that stuff. Oh my God, that would be such a hoot. You could have picked that, but you didn't. Yeah, I should have. I didn't think of it. You know, I you think gun, you don't think of platform. Maybe in another question that'll come up again. Yeah, yeah. If you joined our After Dark chats, you would hear a lot of questions. So speaking of that, there is a uh, potatoes lobby after Daily Gun Show. Uh, we'll also throw out there that in 2012, NASA's Curiosity rover landed on Mars, and we had three uh, Medal of Honors awarded. Uh, as far as shooting a, uh, a Dylan minigun, 
that's something. I mean, I'm shooting out of a helicopter. I don't know if that's, you know, I'm sure there's special rides or something that you can get involved with. But uh, as far as actually shooting a minigun, you can uh, shoot those at things like uh, um, what we were just talking about, Knob Creek. Uh, but also, a lot of times they'll have like the SUVs with the turrets, where the minigun will pop up out of the turret, and they'll, they'll, I've seen those at multiple events. Oh, where have that's one of those cool. And you can usually you know, pull a belt off of that for some amount of. Usually, it's like a donation to a charity. You know, it is. It is so unfair that kids get to shoot Nerf miniguns that actually rotate and stuff, and us adults can't. You know, get real guns to do that with. Unless we're like freaking super rich. You ever seen the twenty two long rifle versions of those? No way, no. are they? Yeah, they're super cool. I I've only seen the one where they put like a belt fed twenty two and then they have another one where they do the two of them side by side. No, this is like more of like a miniature, like a scale down so that the cartridges are proportional and they just make little mini. Oh, neat. 1919s, little mini Gatling guns, little mini. That would be fun. Guns. They're still NFA, but yeah, they're super cool. Oh. You can watch videos on my YouTube, though. Hmm. All right, yeah, so that was a bunch of stuff. And. I think we went over a bit, but uh, Taters is having a, a night chat. Everybody's welcome to jump out. Well, I should say that. But everybody's welcome to go watch it, I guess. Look at it. Taking the festivities. Absolutely. Uh, watch it. Watch Daily Gun Show. Give us a thumbs up. On YouTube, there's 12 thumbs. There's 21 people watching. So, uh... And the thumbs down. There's, there's two thumbs downs. Should I get a refresh? Anyway, give us a thumbs up. Show us that you care. Is, is that them two ISIS fuckers? That was probably the two people that were pissed because I wasn't screen sharing when I was telling my story. Oh. Someone changed their mind. Oh, they both changed their mind, and now there's 18 thumbs ups and no thumbs downs. I'm blaming it on Troy. Yeah, Troy probably gave us the thumbs down. All right, well, that sounds like a wrap for the Daily Gun Show. We got some stuff going on tomorrow, or domani, as they say in Italy. Um, what day is tomorrow? Is tomorrow Wednesday? It's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. We got. Well, it depends who's tomorrow you're talking about. I don't know anymore, dude. It's at this point, there's today's tomorrow, tomorrow's tomorrow, who knows. Um, Tuesday, we got Hanging with the Outlaw. That's with Ellis, fabulous Ellis, at 6 p.m. Um, tell him I sent you. He's going to have a good chat, I'm sure. Andalusa Armory is on temporary vacation. Um, but at 8 o'clock, you got Tactical Tuesday with none other than Senor Ghost. Um... Tuesday, there's a show called Hit or Miss on with a guy named Night Strike and what? Smeggy? Is Smeggy still like a, a lie? Maybe. I think, um, it's a, I think it's a courtesy billing. Oh, he maybe. melted. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's summer, so maybe he melted and he's a puddle with like a carrot on it right now, but uh, maybe he's in someone's freezer. Maybe he's in Night Strike's freezer. Um, so tune in tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern to see if Snuggy melted or not. At 10 p.m., there's Big Gunner's show. Um, and then, you know, midnight, wrap it up with all this fabulous here at the Daily Gun Show. And also early watch in the morning, maybe Jimmy, maybe someone else, I don't know. Right on. And uh, Ghost has Jaeger on tomorrow. Oh, okay. Right on. I don't want to watch because I think in order to watch it, you have to drop your gun on the floor during the broadcast. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will uh, see you back here tomorrow. Does anybody have a quote? Uh, I always have a quote. Okay, so today's quote is, <clears throat> The tragic history of civilian disarmament cries a warning against any systemic changes, I'm sorry, systematic attempts, to render innocent civilians ill-equipped to defend themselves from tyrant terrorists, despots, or oppressive majorities. And that's just written, that was just written by a regular person named Daniel Schmutter. Guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.